Hello, and welcome to Fan Slash Fiction with Andrew Slash Zach. I'm Zach Dunsing. And I'm Andrew Gum. And today... And today... Oh, shit. <laughs> did we forget how to do you this? Say, yeah, it's been forever, man. <laughs> at that oh my gosh like riding a bike well except for that part where you were like okay i'm recording wait we gotta sing yeah it. yeah oh man so dear listener just know that you're hey it's been a really long time for one thing and then another is i'm quite sick so the usual well, dynamic do you have anything else exciting. to do no, no, this is it. So man. we're just going. That's it. That's how we yeah. start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've been off the air for well over a year. Yeah. Has it been a full year? It's been at least no. a full year. No way. It was like before the summer, right? I think when was the last episode we did? I, I think it was I saw my feed. It was like May thirtieth, which is my birthday. So like mm. I remember that. We didn't record on your birthday, did we? No, I think that might have been when we released it, though. Oh. Because I'd already gone off, you know, on my voyages. Right. Well, clearly, summer. we forgot how to intro a show because we are just <laughs> rambling. <laughs> hey, uh, guys. It's uh, been a while. our first episode. <laughs> it might as, yeah, it might uh, as well be the first episode. Fuck it. Right, yeah. This is uh, fan slash something with something slash fiction. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, yeah, man. So uh, what have you been up to for the two years since we've last recorded? Uh, <laughs> I've been up to a lot. I've been up to a lot of things since we last recorded. It's been yeah, forever. And, and we should probably explain why we stopped recording and why we're recording now. Well, yeah, let's start with okay. why we're recording now. Um, well, uh, if I may, we've got some, we've got some real treats for you. The holidays are approaching. And <laughs> they know the premise of the show, Andrew. That's not what I'm talking yeah, about. That's why we're recording now, because of the oh, good, we, It treats. took us a year to find some sweet holiday <laughs> treats. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you're suggesting? This has been really well researched. <laughs> it's, sorry, guys. It's taken us eight months to find more fan fiction. Yeah, yeah. I, we ran out. There wasn't enough fan fiction. And there just wasn't enough of it. Well, we, uh. the, well, so we're 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 back, but not really cuz we're just going to record this one episode and that will right. be the only one for the indefinite future. Right. Um this is goodbye. Sorry. This is a this is like an actual goodbye. This is goodbye. And, hello. and thank you. For those, yeah. for the eight of you who listened, we never really, we felt bad that we never really got to do a last episode. I know. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Thanks, Gray. Brian. Thank you, Dane. Wait, you know Brian? Uh, wait, Brian from, yeah, you know Brian, right? Yes, <laughs> Your friend, Brian. My friend, yeah. Brian, from yeah. <laughs> from Dan's wedding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. You know, so, so thanks. So that's just sort of like a fond, a fond send-off. Uh, yeah. So Zach, I'll ask you first. What um what 
what is prompting the end of this version? Why of, uh, have we stopped recording? Well, yeah. for a while there, uh, we were both going through a lot, so we uh, yeah. we just didn't have time to record. You know, it's almost as if um, while my divorce was happening that somehow our two white guy pop culture comedy podcast just wasn't the most important thing in the world anymore. You know, they they never warn you about that when you're embarking on a two white guy pop culture comedy podcast that it might not be that important. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. They don't tell you yeah. that. It's it's definitely <laughs> written in between every line, but yeah, they don't you know, they don't tell you that. More uh yeah. More astute people might have picked up on that earlier, but right. we didn't. We didn't. It took a, you know. the better question is why didn't we stop after the first episode? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why did we start um, and the reason Ooh, is why did we because start? you, fictional listener, that's why. Yeah. And also just as a chance for Thanks, us to Brian. spend time, yeah, spend some time together and talk and give it a, a space for us to have weird conversations with each other. Yeah, that was always the goal. And then we just, we got kind of to a place where we just didn't have that time anymore, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're both, both doing stuff and we're both moving on to some other things. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been busy with work and other projects. Uh, Andrew, you're you're potentially moving away from the educational world. Yeah, well, I'm being forced to move away from it uh, at the end of this year. So, right? Yeah, I'm still sort of teetering on the edge of uh, poverty. A decision. Yeah. Well, that's that's <laughs> well, you're a teacher, no so yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh that that's not changing. But um the yeah, looking at looking at nursing as mm-hmm. like a as a potential school thing going back to school. Uh but you know, it's just the thing that I'm kind of in the middle of right now is just trying to figure out like what like trying to choose a direction mm-hmm. and com- and commit to it's actually the hardest part yeah. of any of this. And well, it's a new, somewhat, you know, it's a yeah. new decade. It's time for change, a lot of change for both of us. I am as well, you know, about to wrap up a couple of these long, long-term writing projects I've been working on. But as soon as those are done, I don't have anything on the horizon for the foreseeable future. So I'm going to figure out the next step, the next big thing. Yeah. Yeah. to waste another decade of my life on. Hey, you know, as long as you're alive, there's still more time to waste. That's uh That's true. That's, that's does, on did, no bumper stickers that, uh, for obvious reasons. Did uh, Socrates say that? Yeah, it's one of his uh B-sides. So uh So so why can't what Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. So here's here's a question our listener might might have. Why uh why not fan fiction anymore? <laughs> well, dear listener, um aside from what you've heard us say multiple times that we're just like we don't really know what I mean, you know that's not true. I was going to say we don't really know what more to say on it. There's tons more to say about fan fiction. We could interview people who are writers of fan fiction. We could go to like fan fiction communities we could get more involved ourselves talk to like interview people 
like that are, you know, really intensely involved in the Well, it's it's that thing of like I feel like we I feel like we you know, 30 something episodes. I feel like we God, there's probably only like 28 episodes and I don't know that <laughs> even though I edit all of them and I'm going to sound like a yeah. jackass. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um and you won't edit this out. I won't too. cut That's this the part funny out. Part. You're no. going to leave that in. <laughs> I always leave in the yeah. You know, it's with simultaneously like still like we I feel as if we still haven't scratched the surface and I yeah. also feel like we know as much as we're ever going to know. Yeah. B- between the two yeah. of us. Like I, there's more there's more kind of data and there's more sort of stuff we could learn. Um mm-hmm. but like we comprehend it as well as you and I are ever going to comprehend it. I think that's the a good idea way of fan fiction. It. It's and, like, uh, <laughs> which is also what? Yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna. It's not a perfect analogy, but it's like <laughs> um, going out into a lake, realizing it's an ocean, and realizing you're not really water people after all. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a shame because our listeners are. Definitely accustomed to perfect analogies from the both yeah. of us. <laughs> so it's just a pity that we have to go out on that not perfect analogy. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Which is not to say that this is the last podcast we'll ever do together. It's just. No, no. I, I love I love making them. It's, you know. We got to. Uh, just to me, the podcast form is like it's a it's a form of exploration and we want to figure out something that you know, feels exciting feels, and, and yeah, new feels to us that we can add yeah. to. Um, yeah. So we will, you know, potentially make some in the future uh, or potentially we won't. I don't know. This might be yeah. the last time Andrew and I ever talk. Yeah. That's the unfortunate truth. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I, I doubt, I doubt that very much, but, uh, but yeah, I'd like to I'd like to figure out a next thing, but you know. This is the glue, man. This has been the glue in that friendship, you know. It started out as a as a comic and then became yeah. this. It'll be some project. I'm sure the next thing we'll do is a fucking painting together. You know? <laughs> um I mean we'll just mail it back and forth to each other and it'll be a it'll be a painting. I will I will say that you uh, a few weeks ago or whatever long ago, you sent me a um little crocheted squared with the title of one of our episodes on it, uh, Transform, Mary Kill, and the Transformers logo that I guess your sister, fan of the show, had made. Oh, yeah. Yeah, thanks, Sarah. Um, Thanks. Thanks, Sarah. Uh, And I just want you to know uh, that you will never know how much heavy lifting that little square is doing for our relationship. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Because I was pretty much ready just to not pick up the phone the next time you called, but... Yeah, gotcha. You know, that wow. came through, and uh, yeah, we're uh, you know we're we're uh, on the phone right now. Hey, did we come that close? Oh, I mean, no. I just want to know how much of that humor is is real, man. Like, is this a are we are we coming to? <laughs> is this the is this the the time where we talk about a wound in our friendship? Well, no, I mean, we just, we weren't talking for a while. I know. And, you know, yeah. I never, never really got over the fact that you didn't come to my wedding. Which, yeah. fuck, I can't even give you a hard time about anymore. That is bullshit. Yeah. Well, you, 
no, you you can. You still can. That's uh that's the joy of weddings. <laughs> that's it. That's the joy of weddings. <laughs> yep. That's the thing that's forever is you can shame people oh. for not going to them regardless of how the the you know, the whole marriage turns out. Yeah, right. Well, you know, I guess so. as as we used to joke and now I guess can just hopefully want uh I'll see you at the next one. Yeah, yeah. Well, and uh, I'll you know, probably have some lame excuse not to go to. It. <laughs> well, you're gonna get. You're gonna go see Hamilton twice. Just, we gotta. We gotta keep the joke going now. Yeah, you know, that's true. Gotta, yeah, the third one. Yeah. that's the one. I'll also go to Hamilton. Yeah. For. Well, if uh, <laughs> anybody else out there would like to attend my wedding. Um, <laughs> There's I'm space. available <laughs> and uh, very, very damaged. So, you yeah. know. Yeah. Hey. Take you know, your some pick. Of our, some of our listeners, some other very, uh, some other sensitive men in their 30s. That's, uh, that's who I think we're appealing to, is uh, sensitive men in their 30s like us. I would be surprised if we were appealing to anyone in their 30s. I mean... I'm just kidding. Those are the only people who listen to podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) I think. Well, that's part of the. That's part of why we can't. We can't do this show anymore. Is because we're we're cresting from our early 30s to our late 30s. We're aging out of the entire uh, medium. Yeah, that's true. Now we got to get in. Like I said, painting. (laughs) Now we got to. Yeah, let's do a painting together, Andrew. (laughs) (laughs) How the fuck do you think that would go? Exactly as well as a podcast about fan fiction. <laughs> That's yeah. how well I think it would go. We'd make uh, we'd make twenty eight of them, and then we wouldn't talk for. Well, then we'd two we'd years. feel like we needed to apologize <laughs> to the painting. <laughs> yeah, we're sorry. Oh, we're. Man. Are you suggesting that we have to apologize to the podcast now? Which, yeah, I'm sorry, the podcast. We're sorry you, you exist. You maybe shouldn't. You, we've treated you so badly. You we know, brought you uh, into this world and we just treated you like garbage. <laughs> I know. And we never we promoted didn't promote you. promote you very well. We gave you that weird burpy intro. <laughs> you have that awful, awful title. <laughs> yeah, fan, what does that even mean? That doesn't it's roll like, off of a tongue. No, it's terrible to say. It's not even that clever. It's, oh, so sorry. It's like giving your kid the name, like... This is a mercy killing. Nike or something. That's what I... This is a mercy killing. That's what this episode is. Yeah. We're putting it down forever. Yeah. Uh... What's good about and welcome this to point in, yeah, I was gonna say what's good about this point of the podcast is now literally no one's listening to us, <laughs> and so now we can talk about like the holidays and fan fiction, and that'll be fun. Yeah, so now, so we 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 spent two years garnering a couple hundred listeners. Thanks, guys. That's <clears throat> thanks. so generous of you. It is. We do really genuinely oh, appreciate you. I didn't say thanks to Lance. You Thank forgot Lanzo? I'm so sorry, Lance. Thank you for listening. I don't know if you're still listening at this well, no point. No one's listening now. We've been off the air yeah. for a year. They stopped listening. <laughs> Nobody cares. And then we reward them with this piece of shit 20-minute long <laughs> intro. 
Oh man, that you won't edit. I know you won't. I'm not gonna not this uh, one. This one's gonna be pure yeah. uncut. Oh fanfic. Oh, Actually, so speak okay, so I got a thing before okay, so for the record, we are going to talk about fanfiction in a moment. Um and we are going to talk about Christmas fanfiction, but just an update, speaking of pure and uncut, um, Somebody was telling cocaine? me that no. Are we gonna talk about cocaine? No, it's too easy. <laughs> okay. Someone was telling me that um, they were they were watching that new like fake Anthony Bourdain Jeff Goldblum show on Disney Plus. Say what? Okay, so what is this? you don't know about this show on Disney Plus? No. It's a it's the world according <gasps> to Jeff Goldblum, right? 24 karat gold bloom. Right. Here's the deal. Okay. He has a catchphrase on the show and it's as good as gold bloom, which is nowhere near as inferior. Yeah. That's not as good of a catchphrase. Okay. So I'm not a hundred percent know that it's a catchphrase. Somebody said that they watched the show and he said it on at least one episode. That's all I know for sure. I haven't watched it, but if that's the case, that is bullshit, and that is total bullshit. Twenty-four karat gold bloom belongs in the That's zeitgeist. Like yeah, and it's just like you know, whenever he certifies something cool, like an Anthony Bourdain restaurant, like when people would go visit them, you know, it's like, oh, that's cool because Anthony Bourdain likes it. He just put a little thing, and it says twenty-four karat gold yeah. bloom, and then we'd all go there and take pictures gold next bloom. to it. Great. Yeah. Perfect. Because that's what the 2020s is for, is following Jeff Goldblum around and seeing what he thinks is cool. Because mm-hmm. that guy seems That's with how it. we're ringing out the decade. He seems tall. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Still relevant. Impressive. Yeah. Good for him. I watched 10 minutes of the first episode. He went to a sneakers convention. Oh. Oh. Yeah. People are into sneakers. It's weird. There's a, there's yeah. a high-end sneaker store a, like, it's, like, the only one kind. It's a very L.A. type thing that's just sort of just popped up in Nashville. And it's uh, it's in my building complex. It's, like, a block away from me. And sometimes I'll get up to go to work in the morning, and there's just, like, people camped out on a Wednesday in the rain at 8 in the morning for sneakers. And, and I just... this is the way that you're telling me that you're a sneakerhead now, and you just you're, you get in line with them. I'm whatever the opposite of your a... Whole f- <laughs> of what a sneaker head is. Um, what is the opposite of that? So yeah, just I don't know. barefoot. <laughs> definitely not cutting any of this out. Um, <laughs> just rolling with it. It's all you get. So you just we're just gonna milk this episode. Yeah. Uh, so do you oh, want yeah. to? So for our last episode for the holidays, we realized that we never had done a Christmas episode and. Um, we're going to start with Andrew's going to tell us about some Christmas fanfic that he had. And then I am going to, I'm going to tell Andrew what the worst Christmas movie ever made is. Can you guess right now? Yeah. Uh, it might be. Well, hang on. Actually. It's not love. That's also my favorite. (laughs) Well, it's not bad. Technically. The worst, worst, absolute worst Christmas movie is Groundhog Day. That movie has nothing to do with Christmas. 
But oh, for the I sake guess of nothing to do with Christmas, but I love that movie. Yeah, it's an incredible love, movie. It's a really bad I Christmas movie. It's about Groundhog Day, not Christmas. I, I guess then you're saying Die Hard is a bad Christmas movie too. No, no, I'm saying when I, first of all, the Groundhog Day not thing about was a Christmas. joke, Andrew. It was a joke. You. It was not. It's a great movie. <laughs> no, you're still fundamentally not understanding what I'm saying. <laughs> it's yeah. a great movie, but it's a bad Christmas movie because it's not about Christmas at all. It's about Groundhog's Day. <laughs> oh, it's a beautiful joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> sorry, I have a fever, okay? I know. That's part That's part and of my setup for my whole fan fiction thing. I know, and I fever. as I said before, I still don't care. Um, Fair. <laughs> but but uh, no, for, for in the context of this, when I when I say the worst Christmas movie, the the only criteria for it are that it some part of the film takes place on Christmas. Gotcha. So with that in mind, other than Love Actually, which do you believe are the other worst Christmas movies? Mm. Uh. I like Christmas movies in general. I saw one, I saw part of one recently, The Christmas Prince, that looked really, really bad. But yeah. that's too modern for your taste. Yeah, because you definitely, like, this is what I consider to be the worst Christmas movie. Yeah, I'm trying to get into Zach's brain yeah. on this one. I think you'd like The Grinch because of how weird, yeah. like, Jim Carrey is in it. I think you'd like Oh, that. no, I've never seen that one. I like the animated one, obviously. Yeah. Um... I don't know. Maybe, maybe the Santa Claus. Though I also like the Santa Claus. Mm, I kind of do have a soft spot for that movie as well because I used to watch it at my grandmother's house. Um, yeah, I watched it all the time as a kid. I don't so, know. What do you? What well, do you, don't tell me. I'm not going to tell, tell you yet. I, I want you to keep okay. guessing throughout the episode until it's time. Okay. But I will give you a hint. Okay. I will say that this is a movie that I either love to hate or hate to love. I don't know which. Aww. Um You almost certainly don't know it takes place on Christmas, even though it explicitly oh. says that in the film. You just, it's not a thing that you would remember from this movie. All right, then I'm going to, then I'm going to keep guessing and okay. see if I can, uh, if I can land on it. I'll give you Our, one more guess and then we're going to move into your stuff and you can guess again okay. in 10 minutes. Great. Well, That's sorry, fair. 40, 45 minutes. This is going to be a long up. Just to get it out of the way. Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> that's not it, but that's a, you know, okay. Cause you know, I like, I mean, that's a great movie. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let me tell you about my thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, a little bit of setup. Uh, on Lindsay's birthday this year, uh, December 8th, mm -hmm. <coughs> we were in Las Vegas for a family thing. Mm -hmm. And we were going to go walk down, like, the strip and, like, do some, like, go to a fancy dinner and stuff. And instead, we were horribly horribly ill mm -hmm. and uh, watched the entire third season of uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and Great. Home Alone. We watched that as Great. well. Uh, she okay. gave me this terrible illness and uh, some beautiful memories. Found, yeah, <laughs> and some great memories. Um, and uh, re-watching Home Alone, for one thing, Holy shit, that is so violent. It oh, is yeah. So, it is so violent. He's, I did not remember. Macaulay Culkin is straight up the jigsaw killer. 
That's yes. Yes. I literally <laughs> looked like I looked that up to see if that was a thing. And oh, yeah. it's not like really? no one's put that shit together. Oh, yet. no, no, no. That's Someone... a fan theory. That's totally a fan theory. I've seen it before. You have? Yeah. I, where I it's typed like that into the thing. No, no, no. Like a, there's totally a fan theories out there that Home Alone is a. I guess it wouldn't even be a prequel because it came out before, but that it prefaces the the Saw movies. Yeah, that's movies. the origin of mm-hmm. the Saw movies. Mm-hmm. That's pretty great. I'm definitely yeah. not the first to say it. I can say that much. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. Because I think that's true. That's literally mm-hmm. what I. That's what I was thinking when I was watching it. It's like this dude is like. It's because like you keep cutting back to his face and he's such a creep about it. <laughs> he's like loving watching these men like suffer. It's really. Yeah, it's really weird. And they're just burglars. Like, like mm-hmm. why are you torturing They could have been two? in and out of there in no time, but like... Yeah, they've got insurance, kid. Get out of there. Like, you know. Anyway. Yeah, it's like, it's like a whole stand your ground bullshit. Like, it's terrifying. Castle law, bro. Yeah. Kevin McAllister is a monster uh, to begin with. But then... Uh, also, real down brat. A, yeah, he sucks. And I feel a lot more compassion for him based on the things that I found on the internet <laughs> <laughs> that are Home Alone fan fiction. Jesus. Um, yeah. Nothing, okay. nothing that involves anybody being alone in fan fiction goes well, <laughs> let alone being home alone. Yeah, yeah. If you're home alone, you're not, and things are about to go terribly wrong for you. Um, So, let's see. So, the first one I found, uh, I thought that they were two different uh, authors, and it was going to be amazing, but it's it's the same author, which makes sense. So, the first one I found was Broken Home by Mm -hmm. Thriller Girl. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. which is 11 chapters and over 70,000 words, which is long. That's much longer than your average novel. Uh, and that is a reference to another one of her, uh, another one of her fanfics, which is Home is Where the Heart Is, which has 121,000 words plus in it. Interesting. So, so it's the two. So she's referencing that anyway. Uh, so in Broken Home. Oh, sorry. You, I, just, I hate to interrupt, but I did forget the the other probably m- biggest reason why we're not um, continuing with the podcast. Huh. Uh, the the reading, all of the reading. Oh yeah, everyone hates reading. Yeah, yeah. We we hate listen, to read. That read fan fiction. Yeah. Come on, that's crazy. We hate uh, it. <laughs> um, speaking of reading, I mean, just uh, I'll, I'm gonna try to find some sections for you. Uh, yeah, give me because it's snippets. so dark. So the whole premise <laughs> for both "Home Is Where the Heart Is" and "Broken Home" are: What if at the end of "Home Alone," Kevin did not get saved by the neighbor and instead was kidnapped by <laughs> the two? And kept by the two, uh, you know, burglars. Yeah. Marv and Harry. Yeah, yeah. And uh, So he's just raised yeah. by Marv and Harry? Yeah, and not in like a funny comedy way, in a like 
really scary room kind of a way. Right, yeah. So some bad uh, stuff happens to Kevin. Yeah, the whole thing reads like Gone Girl. It's like Ugh. really upsetting. <laughs> like, uh, for for example, let me uh, let me read you this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I followed my father as he. This is from Buzz. <laughs> this is from Buzz's perspective. Buzz. I followed my father. Yeah, you know the one who has like the girlfriend, and Kevin McAllister says "woof," and he has the tarantula, and he like borrows his BB gun right. to like shoot it right, at Marvin right. Harry. Okay. Uh, okay. I'll just read you this section because it's all like this. I followed my father as he cautiously stepped in the living room. Christmas lights first caught my eyes. A small lighted Christmas tree stood in the corner of the room. Kevin. He always liked Christmas trees and had been in despair when our parents decided we wouldn't decorate one this year given that we wouldn't be spend that we would be spending the holidays in Paris. Looks like he had had his Christmas tree after all. I refused to dwell on the thought too long. I didn't see anything sinister at first until my father knelt beside the tree to look at some broken ornaments. As my mother had told us, there were specks of blood on the floor and carpet. There wasn't much blood, but I didn't like it. Too many ornaments had been broken. Those hadn't been, those hadn't been dropped. Following my father's movement, I saw him raise his eyes to the window behind the tree. It was open. Why would Kevin open a window in the middle of winter? My brother wasn't that stupid. Buzz go wait outside, ordered my father as he rose oh, to his feet. <laughs> and it's all like this. And Jesus. it's just, I know, man, it's, it's like, so the entire thing reads like just this nightmare as what if you had, like, everyone had treated him terribly, like in the first 15 minutes uh-huh. of Home Alone. Everyone calls like, like, Tim, like, you suck, stay out of my room, we hate you, you're a disease, Kevin, like all that stuff. Then you forget like him all, at home. And then you forget him and you come back and he's gone and he's clearly left behind him, like trying to protect himself. Just terrible this, abduction like, evidence. Yeah. Yeah. And there's blood and the place is destroyed and your and your brother slash son is just gone and everyone is just dealing with it now. Oof. And yeah, it's it's actually really good <laughs> and the, the and the attention to detail on home alone is spot on like you get chapters and chapters into the other one where it's following <laughs> kevin as he's been like abducted uh-huh. and like uh marv like holds up his hand to show like the m that's burned into it and he says like it's like don't think that i'm afraid to hurt you <laughs> like stuff <laughs> like that <laughs> That is, uh, that is, that's some pretty bleak, uh, pesci. Yeah. It's, it's like real, like casino pesci. I mean, (laughs) what comes through. Did you see, did you see the Irishman? Like, that's the bleakest pesci I've ever seen. Yeah, I watched the first half of it and fell asleep. No, no. You watched the first half of it and then realized you'd actually only watched the first fourth of it. That's what yeah, you that's did, because that's what I did. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's an insanely long movie that is, from what I've got out of it, a few murders and mostly just men talking to it's each a other very like, drinks. <laughs> yes, it is. All of the violence in it is, like, pretty quick and pretty um, at face. And 
it is it's a it's a strangely intimate movie. Yeah, it's just a bunch of all guys that are like, you know, trying to have relationships with each other. Yeah, and they do crime and just getting but like and, they also and they're, like know each other's kids and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and their friendship yeah. like you know is thirty or forty years long. It's uh, uh yeah, it's great. Um, yeah. Um, back to home alone. Yeah, so that Pesci, like uh-huh. we're following that Pesci, yes, because he is like. These, they're really nuanced characters. Like they don't want to kill him. There's like the part, the part of it that I got all the way up through is uh, Kevin runs away. Uh-huh. And he escapes. Yeah. He escapes yeah. from like this house that they're holed up in and he falls into like a, a rocky Creek bed and breaks mm-hmm. his arm. Yeah. And uh they so then Marv gets him, takes him back, and Marv is like actually like really concerned. He's like, "Oh man, the kid's really hurt. Like, I don't know what we do. Like, do we take him to the hospital?" And it's like, "Well, if we take him to the hospital, we're gonna go to jail. Like, and it's a bad break too. So, I mean, I can't, I can't patch him up. Like, he, they stitch up like a cut on his head, and they're like really trying Ugh. to take care of him. But they like get to the point where it's like, well, we've come this far. I mean, when we took him, you knew this was how it was gonna end." we got to kill him. Like he's in pain. Like we can't fix him. And like, it's all from Kevin's perspective and he's like begging for his life. <laughs> and Ooh. like, they bring out like a pistol, like the same pistol he has in the movie and like put it to his head. And like Marv is just like, okay with it. He's like, I'm not going to do it, but if you're going to do it, I'm not going to help you bury him. You just got to do it. And Kevin's like begging for his life and right. and then Harry just doesn't kill him and instead calls in a favor with this mob guy who can pay off a doctor but now they're all back in that mob guy's pocket Ooh. and and now it's like well now we got to keep this kid with us forever cuz like now we're now we're a part of this crime thing together and then fast forward, they're like doing crime together later on in life. And he's yeah, just a little like, bit of the old Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, exactly. And it's that's exactly it. It's just Stockholm syndrome. They could have killed me and they didn't. So now I owe them. <laughs> and it's like following that's him growing up. Really this... bleak, man. <laughs> yeah, it's good it's a good story (laughs) and it's it's crazy it's like and both of them are good like it's so sad from like the the McAllister family's perspective on like their brother and son who's gone and then it from his perspective like with these kind of scary older guys and it's really good wow yeah and it's just like I looked at the number of people that are like following it and liked it, and it's like forty six, and it's really good. Well, both of them. That's still and more people than companion. listen to this podcast. So yeah, good for her, Thriller Girl. You did <laughs> Way to go, great. Thrill girl. Thrill yeah, girl. it's really it's really good. Right just on. right, just. Don't make it home alone. Make it like a home invasion gone wrong and like raising the kid. Like just write that book, change the names, pull out 50 shades of gray. I feel like every once in a while we both stumble across one of those mm. where it's like it's like 
you it, should if they just if they just this. yeah if they yeah. just filed off the serial numbers like they could they'd have something yeah. there, but they refused yeah, to she, yeah interesting but it's the little home alone details like the love of the source material mm-hmm. for such a strange thing to have such a love for like every single one of the siblings gets like who get like 14 seconds of screen time in it have like their own vignette and like you get to see them grow up and deal with like the brother who got taken because your parents like forgot him and now like the rift that that develops in the family it's crazy it's yeah it's really good <laughs> and I'm, I'm just sitting there reading this and i'm like i will never like i can't get to the bottom of this man like this human desire to connect with these stories that we that we love you know I mean, fanfic is. some people camp out all night in front of shoe stores. Like, it takes Speaker, all types, yeah. man. Yeah, it's like, that's what you're getting to, is like that human desire for connection is <laughs> like what yes. it all comes down to. Yeah, some people... That's why, why we're doing this right, right. now. Oh, just, Jesus. To, just to try to uh, reinvigorate some semblance of our friendship. Yeah, when we live really far away and your lives right. don't overlap very right. much, you know, it's like how you do you gotta keep make time yeah. alive? Yeah, when you live really far away and you're both really busy, you do a podcast about fantasy. I mean, if you're if you're if you're over the age of thirty and a white dude, yeah, you're doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah, or you'd kill yourself because that's yeah. the other thing that most well, dudes, white dudes over the age of thirty. Are doing that's what they start doing. They either start, it's either either homebrew, podcast, suicide. Those are it. Yeah. You need to find a way to some become fathers, I guess. Yeah. Which, but like, what is is that? Arguably, not even the best choice. Not for for most of them. Yeah. Because it doesn't necessarily fulfill that that need for connection you know it's like if anything it makes it really difficult because now you got this partner anyway we could talk about your kids <laughs> you, yeah sorry i just yeah. i was under the impression that the uh home invasion alone was uh bleak enough yeah you want to talk about like why kids aren't the best choice <laughs> <laughs> for most men because we're infantile yeah. and full of rage yeah uh yeah. And then instead of getting better, we just, you know, hide it. Bury it and bury it. Yeah. And bury it and bury it. And, yeah, and eventually it. we break into some Until rich family's house and, we, and then we kidnap a kid and uh, try to become okay. better men. Let's yeah. talk about some fucking fan fiction. The Joker yeah. is like uh, not good, it's not a good movie. It's a great performance. But it's not a good movie. It's just Taxi Driver. I mean, it's just it's just DC. I would Scorsese. say it's a really good movie. In it's the not. Taxi Driver is a good movie. No, 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 it's like, no, no. Taxi Driver is Taxi Driver, and it's a good movie. The Joker is yeah. a fan fiction of DC characters and oh, Taxi Driver. I see. I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like yeah. It's, it's just a reskin of Taxi Driver. Well, yes, but also there with are a Joker met. Like it's totally fan fiction. You're yes, yeah. exactly. But it's also, totally fan I mean. Fiction. Spoiler alert, like, all of the riot stuff, all of the people, like, sort of, uh, 
rallying behind this like guy who just randomly shot a bunch of people doesn't really add up. Well, I think it does in that it's like we're assuming that like the the rich and the poor thing is a big deal in Gotham City there. And it's reaching a breaking point already. I understand how it's presented. I just said that it like I don't think it actually sells that point on me very well. It kind of like. Yeah, it sort of like brisk brushes past it because you spend so much time with him. Also, there is no way that a billionaire would let their son hang out. That close that to the close gate. That close to a gate. <laughs> like, clo- and there's exactly there's no way that too. and there's no way that any child, billionaire or otherwise, <laughs> would let an adult stranger put their hands in their mouth. Like that. Oh the, no. There's just. There's, I like, met kids. Like if you see that man, you're trained to run away, especially yeah. if you oh, have yeah. billionaire parents. Oh yeah. He would have been shot run on away. Take that little pole that you slid down and slide all the way to the secret bunker that's already built under Wayne Manor. Get out right. of there, Bruce. But, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, great performance, and and there is some cool stuff in it. But it is just like, it's not, it's just not even its own movie. It, it is, it's like, it's beat for beat, Psycho and Taxi Driver. You know, like, it's just right. like, yeah. it's it's like there's a checklist of like, this yeah. is what drives a man crazy. He lives with his mom. He, you know, like he has totally. a shitty job. Like it's just like totally. it, that. That stuff felt really lazy to me. And the only reason yeah. that movie works at all is because Joaquin Phoenix is so good in it. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's totally fine, a character, like a character portrait film. Like let your like it would live and die based on that performance, and he totally nails it. Yeah. And I think that's probably why he took the role. Yeah, because he's like, yeah, this will either be a this would be good if I'm good, bad if I'm bad. Well, but no, like, I, I mean, sell it. I feel know? like every actor is trying, like since since Ledger, like every actor is trying to kill the white whale of the Joker. You know, like yeah. And I think he killed it. Like I know, I think he I, did I, great. I th- but it's all. But at the same time, it's like it's a catch twenty two thing of like I would have liked that movie more if it didn't have anything to do with Batman. But that movie never would have totally. been made unless it right. had something to do with Batman. It's like the yeah, same uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane thing. It, every, I agree a hundred percent. Like it's stupid. Like I mean, you can't put that guy into any other superhero movie ever. It would not work. That guy you can't put would immediately get the shit kicked out of him by Batman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like, and it's not that performance was was amazing, but doesn't exist in that same universe at all. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that guy doesn't know, like well, and it's hilariously like, but, doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. But there, like, there's also stuff. He of, shoots a hole in the wall and then like goofily uh, right. like tries to cover it up, you know. He takes like, a gun to a children's cancer warden. It's great. Yeah. But there's also, there's other stuff where that like is, is totally like just crossover stuff where it's like, okay, you need, you need your, your political figure for um, Travis Bickle to try to assassinate. Fuck it, let's just make that Thomas Wayne. Like that's a perfect, you know, analog. Right. It's just it's right. so convenient and it's like yeah. so unoriginal that it just it truly does just feel like a, you know, seventy million dollar crossover movie. And that is kind of what mm-hmm. I like about it, but it's also like it yeah. just ultimately isn't like a real movie in a sense. Right. It's just a one great performance. Yes, I agree. I agree. And I do think from the the ability to get that greenlit, mm-hmm. they, like, because 
these people like know movies. They understand the homages that are being made. Like, like producers are savvy. They understand like, mm-hmm. like the the kind of people that like Taxi Driver. The kind of people that like uh, classic film, seventies film. Like, and then Hitchcock as well. It's like, is that gonna sell? Along with like this DC universe thing, like right. kids, I saw said that they liked Joker kind of, but they right. were bored. You know, like yeah. it was boring. It wasn't. Oh, it's not a fun and, movie at all either. I mean, that's the thing. Even even Heath Ledger's like Joker, Joker, terrifying and anarchic as he is, is still fun to watch. Like, there's not anything yeah. fun about Joker. No, it's very sad, very um, sad and uncomfortable. Before we, you know. I think we're in agreement there. Uh, do you have a, another guess? Oh, shit. Uh, don't know. They, it's okay, so I'm thinking about winter, mm-hmm. but they. I don't know that it's on Christmas. It's a bad movie. Um, Reindeer Games. <laughs> no? Well, is that? A, I've never seen it. I don't know. I don't know. I saw the opening bit of it, and a woman gets a car in a car accident, and she breaks a deer's neck with her hands. <laughs> That's uh, the beginning of Reindeer Games. I think she's an assassin. Uh, but that's no, not it. that's not it. We can. Um, I can give you a big hint. I can give you a small hint. I can give, give you me some a small hint. I can give to you some begin with and I'll runners get it up right away. Uh, give me. Give me some runners up first, then the small hint, because I'm going to get it as soon as you give me that small hint. Oh, some, okay. So where are you on – this is sort of an aside. This I might edit out. Maybe yeah, not. Right. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck our listeners. We love them. Fuck them. <laughs> we love you guys. If you're still with us, Jesus, good job. <laughs> still – I mean, it's a war of attrition. Yeah. Uh, I bet Brian's still with us. Love thanks, you, Brian. Brian. <laughs> Can't wait to see you again. Uh, do you have any more Home Alone stuff? Do you have any other more fan fiction to go over? Oh, I mean, the only other things that I... That was like the white whale of yeah, Home Alone sure. uh, fan fiction. The other things was like weird stuff. This guy, G.I. Joe something. I don't have it right in front of me. He wrote America's like, Greatest Hero? Yeah. <laughs> He wrote a bunch of them, like really strange cuts, like how they got their dog. Just that's it. Just how they got their dog. And then like little moments from the other kids. Well, I didn't know one way or the other. That's fine. Sorry. Shows shows that you're a bigger nerd than me. You win. Uh, Yeah, I just wrote like little quick profiles on like all the kids, including the dog, which it was weird (laughs) that the dog got equal play but uh good for him it is odd yeah i mean god that's that will always be the most baffling thing if somebody chooses to write fan fiction about home alone home alone and it's good then by all means like i i that still adds up to me but the people who choose to just do nothing with it (laughs) Yeah, it's, yeah that, I'll never understand. From the very first episode, man, it's just like you get this kind of interesting crossover setup and you do nothing with it. What was mm-hmm. it? It was like a, the Matrix 
crossed over with Men in Black or something like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. And they just like kind of met each other and said hello. <laughs> that yeah, was and it. had that the same the suits, you know? Like <laughs> Yeah. 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 It was just like, like, what? Maybe like, for some people like that's like the 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 concept of combining those two properties like that is the mental leap. You know, yeah, like that's, that's the enough. joy. Like yeah. you did it. You thought of a crossover, but it's like but yeah, like it's, the that's fun. the strain like, to to <laughs> Wait, I could put this thing with this thing? What? Yeah, I know. It's sort of like when you're cooking and you're like I could put cheese on anything it's like, <laughs> yes but should you and what would it taste like like wait that's the, i am just that's gonna the next slather this in the matrix <laughs> i could put cheese all over the matrix reloaded <laughs> what well yeah. something's got to add some flavor to that one hey zing. Zing, 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 bow, bow. Boom. but yeah that's all i got for home alone so give it to me okay give me your thing right, so could um Okay, so I'll give you some runners-ups, runners-up, and I'll, I'll think of a, let me think of a small, small hint, followed Great. by a big hint, followed by the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So you um, just want me to give you a minute? Let me yeah, just, just give, give you a... Okay, so here's some runners-up. These are, these are, these are just, these are just great or possibly bad Christmas adjacent films. Okay. Batman Returns. Oh. Yeah, the yeah. second Tim Burton one. Good call. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have thought of that one. But yeah, that would have been a good guess. Yeah, that's a fun one too. I like that movie. Uh, Gremlins. Dude, Gremlins also very dark. Like mm-hmm. the 90s, like not very funny, super like... Like, they straight up kill a lot of people, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's the joke. They're yeah. dead now. Yeah. Um, oh, you know what I wanted to do before this? What are some of your actual... Okay, I'm going to finish with the runners-ups, and then we're going to talk about some of our actual favorite Christmas movies. Okay. Um, I so told di- you mine. Yeah, Love Actually. Got it. Uh, die Hard 1 and 2. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Every Shane Black movie, every movie he's ever written takes place on Christmas. So including the Predator, the not new the, the Predator, not the Predator, not the Predator, but uh, Iron Man three, Lethal Weapon, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, The Long Kiss Goodnight, which is so good. Kiss Kiss Bang it Bang is, good. is so good, and I think. I can't, I can't, I don't, I can't remember. I don't think The Nice Guys takes place around Christmas. But at least four of his other movies do. That That's like, that's weird, right? Yeah. Like that's a kind an of a odd fun choice. thing to make your thing. Good for you. I feel like, like it's the type of thing that like nobody noticed he was doing, you know, when they were <laughs> buying yeah, a script. Like, he just like, slips it okay. in there. And then when they get into, like when stuff starts showing up for, like from the prop department, they're like, wait, wait a second. That's. This motherfucker I think takes it's place a on good Christmas. choice. It yeah. makes sense that everything's dark. Mm-hmm. You know, it's dark all the time. It's winter. It it uh, imbues whatever's happening with a with a forced amount of sentimentality. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. It's a clever move. It is. Good I job, just. Shane I Black. mean, 
it's clever to do. It's clever if you do it once and then you do it again for Iron Man three, <laughs> right? Like it's clever to do yeah. in a Marvel movie and it's clever to do in 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 one movie. It's not like you can't do it with every movie or Christmas let's say, let's say five out of thing. seven. <laughs> yeah. Like, First of all, no, it's not Shane kind Black, of his he, thing. Yeah, Christmas belongs to humanity. The guy. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, it's Shane Black's thing. <laughs> like that's bullshit, yeah. Shane. That's bullshit. Nobody else gets to do Christmas. Shane Black gets Christmas. <laughs> He's done it the most. The it's his Christmas guy. <laughs> so these are some others. Um, the Thin Man takes place on Christmas. Don't know what that is. Uh, the Thin Man. It's uh, is it Orson Welles? I don't know. It's an older film. It's like a it's a film noir. I've never seen. Okay, it. it's very famous, okay. and I don't know anything about it, and I'm not sure Great. why I brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> you're seeing behind the curtain here on our last episode, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you're also all that staying in because I'm not gonna edit. Yeah, don't edit any of this. I'm not going to edit any of it. So, okay, so uh, also this is another one that I think is arguably a Christmas movie. It does – it's not ex- – no part of it explicitly um, takes place on Christmas, but it's like – has such a Christmas vibe to it. Uh, the Royal Tenenbaums. Like – Oh. It's it, – Yeah. It's winter in New York. It's in New York in winter, so that's mm-hmm. like already basically Christmas. Uh, yes. And they're like Mark Mothersbaugh's score has all these sleigh bells, sleigh bells and mm-hmm. stuff in it, and it's like they they never exchange gifts or even mention Christmas, but it just feels everything about it feels regal, or I guess you would say royal. And yeah, and, uh, it, and it also yeah. really brings it together because it's like it's dealing with like a family coming together, which is like the huge stress of Christmas. Is like the whole big weird family all yes. is forced yeah. together. It's a perfect time to set that movie mm-hmm. where it's like. None of these and people then, want and to be together, like, but they're forced to be. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that it's like that's kind of a perfect Wes Anderson move because like so there's a shot in that movie that's a really famous. It's in a really famous location, but it's it's blocked in a way that um, I think it, I think it's, they go to visit. It's right after they go to visit um, Gene Hackman's mom's sim, uh, grave site, and they're standing in the cemetery talking. I believe it's Gene Hackman and. Um, Owen Wilson and they're talking and normally when people use that location in movies, you can see the statue of or the um, Empire State Building in the background or maybe mm-hmm. the Statue of Liberty. I forget which, but uh, Gene Hackman is framed. He's standing, he's covering it completely. Yeah. It's just like, a, it's like a, it's annoying. <laughs> it's annoying. It's like a fuck yeah. you. And that's kind of like yeah. what that movie is, is it's a, it's a Christmas movie where Gene Hackman is standing in such a way that he's covering up Christmas. And I literally just realized this, but the Tenenbaum is like the Christmas tree. Oh, Tenenbaum well, is like German. Of course, for yeah. Oh, Tenenbaum. Yeah, right? I've heard German yeah. people say that. Yeah. Mein Tenenbaum. So it's perfect. Yeah, like yeah. that might be the best Christmas movie. Why is it a run of the worst? I didn't even realize it was a Christmas yeah, movie, but okay, it's well, the that's best Christmas movie. The best movie. Christmas movie. It's a nearly yeah. perfect movie. Um, that's great. Oh man, I need to watch that. Okay, I'm gonna give you a today. Sm- yeah, I want to watch it on Christmas. I'm gonna give you a small yeah. hint. I'm gonna give you a super small hint. Okay, great. The movie I'm referring to, uh, Gene Hackman is not in it. That's a very small hint. <laughs> yes, it is. 
Well played. I don't know. <laughs> um, okay, so what's your what's your favorite version of the Christmas Carol? Of the Christmas Carol? Oh, mm-hmm. uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. Muppet sure. Christmas, totally. Like absolutely. Yeah. I would say Muppet probably my top one. My very close second is Scrooged. Which, yeah, which you still need to see. You told which, me. Oh, right. You haven't seen. I yeah. Really, I really need to see that for, one. So for those who don't know, Scrooge is a Christmas Carol with Bill Murray playing a TV executive. Uh, and it's great. Everything I like. I like He's really funny. I and I, I think also in my head, even though I made the joke earlier about Groundhog Day, they do sort of overlap in my brain a little bit because they, I feel like there are really similar beats in it as far as like when he starts – you know, when he starts visiting his Christmases of future, past, and present, um, it kind of overlaps with stuff that, that not things that actually happen in Groundhog Day, but with sort of beats that his character goes through. Or, or uh, yeah. yeah, it seems like a similar kind of character. Character arcs. Yeah, for sure. It is. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's like they're actually really similar now that I think about it. Cool. Um, I'm going to watch that too. Royal Tenenbaums, then Scrooged. Okay, so we are now there. Uh, worst movie, worst Christmas movie. It's a movie that takes place on Christmas. I'm about to give you a big hint. Okay. Okay. Medium hint. Uh, there is a spaceship in it. Mm. E.T.? No. No? Is that a Christmas movie? That's a good guess. Does that happen on Christmas? No. I feel like it happens on Christmas. He's it got just feels like, like Christmas. A, yeah, it feels like a Christmas movie. Um, oh, Spaceship in it. Uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey. <laughs> 2001 A Space Christmas. Um, uh, no, but you are getting... Gravity. Um, marginally warmer. So okay. here, here, are, here are two more Apollo that it is not. Apollo 13. <laughs> here are two more that it is not. Um, okay. Although these are also really close runners up. So according to... The internet's the the worst the actual worst Christmas movie for them is Santa Claus Conquers Mars. Yeah, but that kind of shit's lazy. I know, like, and yeah, I don't. That's a really bad movie. It's a really I'm bad sure. movie, and I don't know anything about it, and I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Um, also, a very bad Christmas movie is Christmas on Mars, directed by Wayne Cohen of the Flaming Lips. Oh, uh, very interesting, interesting score that they made, but it's a very. Uh, meandering and ponderous film that he uh, filmed over like a decade. Interesting effort, but uh, I let's just say it's not a great Christmas movie. Okay. Uh, so you got, I forgot to tell you, unlimited guesses. <laughs> <laughs> but our listeners do not have unlimited patience. I know, and we're going to find out here. exactly okay, we'll see. <laughs> where All they right. draw okay. the line. All right, Spaceship. Independence Day. Nope, that's the fourth one. Uh, let's see. <laughs> let's see. Independence Day 2, still the 4th of July. <laughs> uh, okay, just hold, hold on. Slow your roll. Okay. okay it's, spaceship it's, it, there's a spaceship in it. Close there, Encounters of the Third Kind. There's a, Is let that me on fin- Christmas? Let me finish. Okay. There's a spaceship in it. It takes place on Chris, Christmas. It is... On Christmas Day, it is, depending on who you ask, objectively a bad film. Okay. It 
but it is also simultaneously a movie I both love and hate. Hmm. Mars Attacks. I is think that, that on that Christmas? Is, I think that there's a part of that that does take place on Christmas, but no, that's not what I'm referring to. That's also that's a great a pretty, movie. It's a pretty good guess, though. It's a love and it's hate guess, kind of a movie. Yeah. Um, I watched it last Christmas. Does that help you? <laughs> yeah, that does. Because I'm you. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't know, man. Give me a bigger hint. <laughs> okay. Um, spaceship. It came out in. No, I'm not big enough. <laughs> what? That's not a big enough hint. Oh. It came out in 2014. Oh, okay. Maybe that is a big enough hint. Okay. Ooh, ooh, wait. Or... You love and hate it? Arrival. No, sorry. I believe... uh, Maybe it came out in 2012. (laughs) It's not Arrival. That's and that doesn't take place movie. on Christmas. It is a great movie. I don't know. Doesn't it feel like Christmas too? Doesn't everything kind of feel like every Christmas? time? Every time the humanity is saved by aliens, yes, it feels like Christmas. <laughs> We're all given the gift of life. I mean, that is sort of what the Christmas story is: humanity is saved by aliens. Oh, here's a hint. So, it is one of a loosely either some hard connected, some loose connected. Uh, what's it? One, two, three, four, five, six. Sept Septology? Seven? Oh. Not really? a Star Trek. It's not a Star Trek. Okay. Though Star Trek is a great guess. Sorry, uh, Octo- Octology? Oh my God. Depending on which ones you count. Have I heard of this? A hundred percent. In fact, I tangen- tangentially wait, wait, talk, have talked is... about it on the show. Fast and the Furious. Is there a spaceship? Is in? there a spaceship in that? No. <laughs> okay. No. That was, that was actually like a good Diesel. guess. That was yeah. a good guess. Uh, it's, it, it has exclusively A-list actors in it. <laughs> It has exclusively A-list actors in it? I mean, some of them are character actors, but yes. I mean, like, pedigreed actors. Is it the one, is it Chris Pratt and... No. And, uh, okay. That's totally... I haven't seen that one. Um, Oh, man. I'm going to feel dumb, but you need to tell me. You need to tell me. Prometheus is on Christmas is not only takes place on Christmas day is saturated with Christ- with biblical allusions and Christian themes. Oh my God. It is a hundred percent. So it's not like only God and man is like all of it. And like, and judgment and, Oh, wow. Of course. You want me to walk through them? (laughs) Yeah. Give it to me. Essentially, you know, uh, 
they arrive on Christmas Day. They arrive to the planet Prometheus. LV-223 or LV-226, which is also short for Leviticus-226, even though LV oh is the designation my. of the planet and alien and aliens as well. What is that verse in Leviticus? Is it I like... wrote it down. Please. Um... Sorry, Leviticus 2.2.3. Tell them in future generations, if any of your descendants, while unclean, comes near the holy offerings the Israelites set apart for the Lord, that person must be excluded from my presence. I am the Lord. Wow. That is right? a dope, deep cut illusion. <laughs> yeah. Well, well done. Well, that's his... <laughs> That's uh, well Samuel L. Jackson's go-to before he or his <laughs> his backup if he forgets the first one. <laughs> he's got a few Old Testament. Yeah, he's an uh, Old Testament kind of guy. <laughs> so they arrive on Christmas Day. This is this is signaled by um, Idris Elba playing with a Christmas tree when they right after they get out of cryo sleep. Um, so they arrive on Christmas Day. They go to the facility. They wake all this stuff. Um, the the movie begins with the creation of man, right? Like the movie yeah. opens with that weird experiment that the engineers are doing, and that creates life on a planet like Earth, which suggests that they created it on Earth as well. Yeah. So. Oh my gosh, that's such. This is such a good. Oh, Zach, this is such a good one because we had so much Prometheus stuff in this show. I know, and and the good. funny thing is, is that there's not. There's a bunch of Prometheus crossover, but it's all next generation or it's all (laughs) Ponetheus or Pornetheus and uh, or Pronetheus, which was a sea, you know, a shellfish thing that I didn't get. And I was going to say, is that like a, ooh, what's the one? It's in South Africa. They call them the prawns. Uh, Oh, District 9. District 9. There it is. Which would be a good crossover. Yeah, it would. Um, But also more than any of them, it's their crossover with... X-Men first class just because of the Fastbender connection. Yeah. So it takes place on, on <laughs> Christmas Day. Do you remember some of the things that happened to the main characters on Christmas Day? Namely, uh, Re- Shaw. Real quick, real quick uh, I just, before I forget it, we need to do a crossover that's Avatar the Last Fastbender. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's really good. <laughs> Uh, but it's anyway. but it's okay. But it, it's Avatar: The Last Fastbender. But it's oh man, I wish you'd said that later. But but it's it's David Michael Fastbender's android character from yeah from Prometheus in James Cameron's Avatar. Yeah, which is great. Yeah, yeah, totally. Avatar: oh, The Last Fastbender. Good. Um. Yeah. So there's one. His name's David. The the engineers yeah. are modeled after Michelangelo's David. And I actually looked this up and watched the making of the film and the, the modeling for the engineers was meant to be classical and Greek, but also um, a combination mm-hmm. between Michelangelo's David, uh, the statue of Liberty and Elvis Presley, which is why they like, they have that like bridged nose the way they do. Yeah, I was going to say they got a, like a really interesting mm-hmm. look. They look unlike mm-hmm. anything, but kind of like everything. So 
Did you recall that Numi Rapace's character, Elizabeth Shaw, in the film um, was barren? Do you remember that to be an aspect of her? I did she not can't remember have, that. She can't have babies. Do you remember something that she does in that movie that happens to her? She has an alien give birth out of her chest? She gives, well, out of her, her uterus. It comes out of her uterus? Wait, no, I well, don't they, remember. She gets C-sectioned. She to get the alien out of her? Do you remember they, like, that? Cut her? No. Wait. So, yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> then she, she's like hobbling around afterwards. Like, yeah. So wounded. she has. So she has a a cesarean section, not an abortion, but she gives she a, a a sterile individual gives birth to a new creature on christmas day and the whole way they get to that planet is by following a star chart like a pattern oh, of stars man. in the sky just like the magi oh my gosh uh she like so okay yeah they they cut open her womb and take the the child out so you, what you're saying in a nutshell is that mm-hmm. prometheus is alien christmas crossover fan fiction yeah and it's not even fan fiction do you want to know an aspect of the original script that didn't make it into the film what so when they get to that ship they determine that ship is that ship is primed to launch right and it's primed to head to earth with basically a death swarm of of biological warfare they yeah. figure out, but but something happened on the ship that killed all the engineers, right? Right. She determines that the engineers are roughly have been dead for roughly. I'll give you one guess. Two thousand years. Two thousand years. Okay. What happened on Earth roughly two thousand years ago? The birth of Christ. The death of Christ. Right. The death of Christ, and so. What are they? What's the implication then? Like that? I want you to try to connect the dots on this one. It's kind okay. of it's kind of like we're writing fan fiction for Christmas and Prometheus, but this is like okay. very right. nearly canonical. This is very cool. Okay, so the they were going to send a death swarm to wipe out the human Earth. race, wipe out the human race two thousand years ago. Race. And then the death of Christ happens, and he literally in his death saves humanity from this death swarm by his re- by dying as like a sacrifice as like a redemption You're for the human race really close but think about it in the context of that film we already have a nat- nativity thing but it's a it's a reverse so grotesque na- nativity thing so right so he's the alien being born from a from a human yeah and it dies. Right. And then the, so this alien is well, crucified sorry. No, no, and no. dies. I didn't mean that the well I'm trying to make the connection. I'm I'm trying I my just, best here. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. I said that in a way that was confusing. I meant that think about it tonally. So like you were really close with your first guess, but mm-hmm. that's a little bit too um optimistic of a of a, gotcha. a okay, presumption. So this is a grotesque so, version of that. So what's let's okay i'll give you this much you you had it right except it's in reverse causality so the the death of christ is the reason why 
the engineers are coming back to Earth to to plague bomb the planet and wipe out the human beings which they created. Oh, that makes sense because you killed, like you had one chance. We gave you one chance and you killed him. So screw you. Like, so yeah, gonna... why? Why would they be so invested in that one particular character, that Christ Maybe. guy? Maybe that was like they were seeding the planet. They were seeding the planet with this new human life. Like this they were. idealized. They were. This ideal. Um, and then you killed it. And uh, therefore, like, we see that this planet is not a fertile place that we can, that we can seed. Like, because they won't allow this new transcendent kind of a being to exist. Yeah. Therefore we gotta just start over. That's all that, all that stuff's basically true. But there's one there's one aspect that I think um that I'm just gonna explain that that is the the cause of why they would want to wipe out the planet quite so vengefully after Christ died. Okay. It's because Christ is one of them right right he see they seated him with no 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 so, i mean he'll... he's an actual engineer oh like they like they sent an engineer to earth <laughs> to try oh. and create peace on earth and human beings and they crucified him. him yeah i mean they do have good abs Jesus always has good abs. He's always got like good the, abs, although in the paintings, they. I would say that traditionally speaking, Jesus is too white, and the engineers are definitely too white. Kind of blue, yeah. They're pretty white, practically translucent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, everyone's like, he's he's a lot whiter than you'd expect. <laughs> uh, yeah, it kind of looks like Statue of Liberty. <laughs> Yeah, why is he so tall and white? Wouldn't he be short and Middle Eastern? And they're like, nah. Can you imagine nah, how big the cross had to be? Oh, man. You'd take a real engineer to make that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Zing, I guess. Um, also, the entire, you know, the entire movie is about sacrifice and redemption and birth and death and rebirth. But Right. So the idea being they were sending a death swarm because they had tried and like they're still – and so when they wake up, they're still mad. Like one of their homeboys – Yeah, that one guy is still is, – well, that's what they were going to do was to go bomb the earth and, and in theory just start with a clean slate again. Yeah. Um, because they can do that. They then, can wipe everything yeah. out and then start new life because they got that. Because that, that's the whole thing, right? It's mm -hmm. just life. Like the alien The thing. Yeah, the, the mutagen is... is uh, It's just... It can make it work. It, it's life yeah. that will find a way it's to make DNA. it work. It's DNA. It's like work. raw DNA. Raw, uncut, 24-karat yeah. Goldblum DNA. <laughs> Which is a really cool setup for... That's why they're so tall. Like a perfect, like a perfect parasite, you know? Like, yeah. It just in whatever environment you put it into, it's gonna figure it out. It's gonna live. It's gonna. I could talk for six straight hours about how how much I want to like Prometheus and how much I do not like Prometheus because it is saturated it's... with such incredible ideas in a way that like are totally insane. Um, 
like combining science fiction with basically classical artwork and biblical allegory is bonkers in the way that they do it. Yeah, that's great. But it's Why just like... Why don't you like it? <laughs> because it's, it's great. No, because... No, parts of it are great. Ideas in it are great. It looks incredible. It's acted, for the most part, really well. Michael Fassbender's incredible in it. But the way that they deliver information and the way that the reasons why people make decisions in the movie oh, yeah, don't make any yeah. fucking sense. And you, I, it, I, I can't suspend it, dil- disbelief to like enjoy those other you. elements because they're super, Oh, there's a totally a serpent in it. But the Bible is the exact same way. And people are really into that. Yeah. But I'm know? not me. I can't suspend, <laughs> I can't suspend disbelief long enough to get into it. Sorry, if any of my in-laws listen to that line, that's not so chill to say. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, yeah, that I have not, I can't believe we haven't talked about that aspect of Prometheus, given the hilarious number of times we've talked about Prometheus. Yeah. I literally wrote a, a My Little Pony, this is for the, the audience, because this is our last episode, mm-hmm. but like... I wrote a My Little Pony Prometheus crossover for you, Zach. <laughs> do you remember that? I do. I don't remember anything about it. Yeah, I wrote it. I made it like I <laughs> took all the characters, made it. It was like, and then like it had like a unicorn alien that like burst oh, out of the, yes. the engine. Yeah. I mean, that was, yeah. the, that was the hook is that it used the unicorn to to burst open the body or the horn yeah. to burst open the body. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Of course. I How wrote I it. I know. Because of our, my love for and your hatred for this incredible film, Prometheus. Well, we've got a couple more hours to fill if you want to just go word for word through (laughs) that story. I don't think I can. Lindsay's home and she's making dinner. Oh, boy. So I should probably go out there and say thank you. Yeah, give thanks. Everybody go say thanks to your spouse. Yeah. Or just somebody close to you. It's worth it. It's a nice thing to do. Um, yeah. Do you have well, any other incredible, man. burning questions about it? Prometheus? <sighs> yeah, so many. We'll have to do them in a whole new podcast. I know. I guess. Ooh, uh, Podetheus. I know no, there's so stupid. many ones that are about. There's so many. There's so many things about like there are guys talking about movies and I stuff, know. but it's just what we do in our free time anyway. It's Might just well for you it. and me. I know nobody's listening. Yeah. It's just for us to listen and laugh at when I when in my heart of hearts I miss you and yeah. I, I I need to hear your voice. I just listen to the podcast. I love you, Zach. I, I really do. I love you too, Andrew. Um, All right. Well, goodbye, Andrew. Goodbye, Zach. Um, man, this is fun. We should do this more often. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Who'd have thunk making a podcast is fun? <laughs> <laughs>